Hey, good day, everyone. I'm Rob Espera with the Viral Volley Podcast, and thanks for joining me once again for a yet, it'll be the final uh, NVNL recap with uh, outside here and team captain of the USA Women's National Team, Jordan Larson, who's been so kind and graceful to join me from Rimini, Italy, but she's in an undisclosed vac- uh, location in the Valley yeah. uh, <laughs> and enjoying her time off before she jumps off to the Olympics. Jordan, thanks for joining me again. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Hey, well, let's talk about VNL. It was a very exciting time, but you know, without a doubt, there were so many things to celebrate during that that 2021 edition. Um, first and foremost, it was the first international competition for the USA Women's National Team since the breakout of the pandemic. It was the return to play after becoming a mommy for Palooka, and of course, the naming of the Tokyo Olympics roster. And I'm sure there's so many other things that are happening there, but I wasn't in the bubble, but I'm sure that you'll share if there's something new, like no one proposed to or anything like that. But, uh, um, but being the team captain, what did it mean for your team to compete given all the stuff that's happened in um, the world just in the last 13 or 14 months? Yeah, no, it, uh, it meant a lot. I think we have been re- working really hard, like off the court, uh, lots of Zoom calls through this time. And with everybody playing overseas, you know, we really tried to stay connected through it all. And we knew that this tournament was going to be unique and that we had to make a cut during it. And how were we going to handle it as a team and interpersonally and, and then also really focus on you know, competition and really, you know, diving into that as well. So um, like you said, there was a lot going on, but um, I thought that we did a really nice job kind of prepping ahead of time and really valuing what was happening and just taking it day by day. Um, Obviously it can get long in a five week long bubble and people, you know, you're around your own team a lot. And, um, but in general, I thought we did a really good job of managing all that. And um, yeah, I, I'm really proud of all of our girls and the team of just being absolute rock stars through the whole process. That high school side of me makes me want to ask, like, who's a pain in the rear? But I, I won't expect you to answer something like that. So yeah. we'll save yeah. that for after the Olympics. You're team bonding right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think for us, we all had individual rooms, which I think was nice. I think not that we couldn't have stayed with each other, but I think that gave us a little of hey, I can be just me and have my space and then kind of come back together. So it was a nice little balance in that, so. Well, I mean, from what I've seen on a lot of your teammates and your social posts, I mean, it looked like it's a pretty nice setup right there on the beach. Yeah, it was it was very nice. Yeah, we could not, we could not complain. Uh, the hotel was great, the accommodations, they were accommodating, like we had coffee at our beck and call. It was like, hey, we need, a, you need an Americano, okay, great. Um, so that was nice. And then obviously the beach was right there as well. So having beach access. And then I think one other thing that made it unique, usually BNL, we're traveling from you know country to country and you know our bodies are like, what time zone are we in? What's going on? And I think it was really nice to have like a complete like off day after three days of competition, having nothing to do the next day, just going to the beach, relaxing and really like recovering, I think set us up for success to have really great trainings. And uh, I think obviously like the level of play was also very high. So um, I think that was a huge, huge advantage for all of us. Well, it's a great segue to my next question for you, Jordan, but uh... Um, USA pretty much cruised through the VNL preliminary round, uh, going 14 and one by only dropping three sets until the 03 loss to China. Um, but you know, for the most part, Team USA was 13 and 0 before that loss. 
as one of the more senior members of that team and the experience that you have, what are your thoughts on Team USA's development through those preliminary rounds? Yeah. Uh, again, I think like you had mentioned earlier, like we just really tried to focus on ourselves and our side and what can we do and can we bring a consistent high level every time, no matter who's on the other side. And um, sometimes we weren't playing against their, uh, the other opponent or the other country's A team, you know, so we really had to focus on what can we do well in this match. And, and that's why we were consistently able to show up every night and, and play at a high level. And also, I think that travel played a huge role in rest and recovery and being able to do that. But I think it also shows the depth of our, of our roster and that no matter who we put out there, you know, we were putting out a good product. So um, again, all around just um, great effort by everybody and overall great, good experience. Yeah. Um, with all the experience that you have and the time you've been playing with so many different top tier athletes in the world, um, I've got to ask, you know, with the eight new faces on the, the roster there, or even just the other uh, ladies who are listed on that roster, but who were eye-catching performers in your eyes? I know you could, you, you being the consummate team player would name everyone, but yeah. I think for like the fan, like, well, who was really killing it being that we weren't able to wake up at like three in the morning to watch your matches and yeah, like, yeah. what, what does Jordan Larson think as she looks out and says, oh, wow, so-and-so is like on fire and she is showing yeah. great progression. Yeah. No, I think, um, I'll, I'll mention too, I think for me, Haley Washington and Justine really stood out to me of just being really consistent. And even if, you know, say they would make an error, which is very common, right? Everybody, you know, fails at some point. I think they did a really good job of like recovering and moving on to the next play. And just, um, I don't know, I, I feel everybody's like their energy and like giving to the team. And so um, I just really thought that they consistently you know, performed at a very high level. And, um, but I think that goes, you know, hand in hand with a great, you know, like uh, lead up to VNL as far as like putting in the training, putting in the time and really being mindful in practice to be able to translate to the match as well. Yep. Well, it's, I, I feel like I'm on the same track as you. It's like, those are the two names that stuck out for me. And I tried to watch everything, but I knew there are other big performers all through the different rounds. So it's like, yeah. it was so hard to pick even just, you know, if I said, oh, let's pick six, like, well, at any given time, someone has really stepped up. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So heading into the VNL finals with the teams that qualified, which are in the Brazil versus Japan and then Turkey against the USA. Um, did you guys have any concerns in your matchup against the upstart Turkey? Uh, because there seemed there's a lot of familiarity with all the, the, the ladies on the court between you guys playing in the Sultans league and being on the same teams and playing each other historically. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously I think they're a world coach too, with Gio um, as their head coach. And uh, like you said, a lot of familiar faces. And so we, we knew that they, they can get hot at any point and they are a very well-trained team and they're very talented. And so we knew that, again, we had to focus on our side because if we're playing at a pretty high level, like I think we can do, we can stand up to any team in the world. Right. And so I think ultimately we had to prep for them for sure, but also what are, what are we going to do um, on our side of the net to really control and maintain the match? And I thought we did a really good job. Um, I think we kind of fell down there in the second set, um, but then, you know, Kelsey and Annie coming in and really adding a spark. I think it really 
kind of lit a switch and and transition transition the match uh, wholeheartedly. So, right. Well, it definitely was good stuff. But uh, you know, following up on that question in that match, surprisingly, but not at the same time, you guys swept them three zero, and yeah. they'd been playing extremely well. And in fact, they had an eight point lead on you guys in the second. And uh, Karch made some key substitutions that brought you back to the second set victory. But um, how did the team get back on on the track to actually pull up? I mean, eight points is a huge lead in rally score. It is. Um, uh, I think um, just in general, it seemed like we were just taking one point at a time. And But I think it helped keeping the ball in play. I think initially we were making quite a few errors, hitting the ball out serving the ball in the net, you know, those kind of things. And those start to add up over time. So I think when you kind of keep the ball in play and kind of really force them to make the errors, I think that's really what kind of turned. And uh, obviously, again, I think Kelsey and Annie did a good job of coming in and adding a, a spark and, uh, you know, hitting high and hard and really giving us a, a good advantage in that, that moment. Yeah. Now, coming off that win, USA advanced to the final versus Powerhouse Brazil, yet another team that you are all very familiar with and such a great group of ladies on that team uh, that yeah. because you're a professional and your FIVB competition. But uh, what was the game plan going into that, that gold medal match? Because we know they're pretty physical. They're really talented and they're just fiery. They have that, that X factor of that emotional uh, high that they run on. For sure, for sure, definitely. We, um, again, focusing on our side, and then ultimately I think we knew that we were going to have to kind of serve tough, but I don't think we served as tough as we probably could have. They were in system quite a bit. Um, but blocking, defending their main pins, you know, I think Natalia came in for a while, Gabby, like trying to stop, stop Gabby, and then obviously Tandara, their opposite, she was hitting high and hard, and we were, at one point, we were struggling to really, like, stop her. So, um, I think that ultimately, I think we had some really crucial blocks down, you know, down the stretch that really helped us kind of get that edge in the four set. But historically, in the last two VNL finals, we've gone five of them. So I wouldn't have been surprised that, you know, we would have gone five. Um, but I think uh, ultimately we prepared for that coming in. We're like, hey, this is going to be a grind. This is what it's going to be like. And we just got to mm -hmm. be ready for it. So, yeah. Well, out of that, you come out with a 3-1 win. And what really stuck out for me was, so, you know, following the, the game closely, if you got two players, double-digit points, that's a pretty darn good result. You know, you're going to end up winning 90% of the time. But you had double-digit kills, Annie, or points, Annie yeah. Drews, Jordan Thompson, and Michelle Barchakli. Um, you guys kind of were in the zone. And that's only a four-set match. And it, I mean, the distribution and the amount of talent and offense and, and scoring ability you had was definitely something that stuck out the most for me during the tournament and that match. Uh, what do you think about what I've said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, definitely. I think uh, I thought we passed really well. I thought both sides passed really well. And so it was really kind of who can keep continuing to side out. And um, I think that's one upgrade that I think we brought are going to bring back home is like, how can we continue to side out a very high level, but then also be really good at blocking defense and being able to slow down an offense. Cause I think Brazil probably passed at a higher rate than we want most teams to, but also kudos to them for passing at a very high level as well. But I think in general, um, Jordan did a good job of distributing the ball quite well. And then, but I also think that we can up our middle game and our, our middle attack and running things up the, up the pipe a little bit better. So 
um, yeah, we'll see kind of how this training block goes and, and, uh, we got a couple weeks to prepare and yeah, it's on to the next major. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that fourth set, uh, against Brazil, uh, I believe it was Haley and Jordan came up with a huge block in the late teens or early twenties that I, you almost felt the momentum shift after For they, sure. I mean, cause this is a pretty huge block. <laughs> it was, it really was. Yeah. Again, I think we, we blocked Gabby twice kind of late late in the match and I think that really kind of flipped a switch for us and because she just kept tooling us and was was doing a really good job of mixing in her shots and so I think we we lined it up on her yep. finally <laughs> you know <laughs> the fourth set to stop her but um in general she's a great hitter so we knew that it was going to be tough so. yeah now there were some super entertaining do set wins of that match a come from behind effort in the fourth to seal your VNL gold with uh, with new names to your roster technically it's a uh, you know Jordan uh, Haley, Annie, and uh, Michelle, but you know, stepping it up to get that W, but what were your thoughts on that four set match win with that comeback and then eventually getting the third VNL gold? And I believe there's a payday. I didn't see any pictures with a check in it. So yeah, I was I know. wondering. We were, I was like, is there a check? Where's the check? No, no, no. Yeah. No, no but um, I don't know if you saw that I was wearing a, a, that equality jersey. Yep. And so basically that is obviously for gender equality and the fact that uh volleyball is kind of one of the only sports that it's like the same popularity level on the men and women's side and so and then also now we are getting earnings the same as the men so it's really something to be celebrated and so there is a cash fund at the end of this so yeah. um, we're really excited for that but um yeah in general i thought we um we, we performed well and I thought we did a good job of closing it out. I think it was kind of tight there up until 20 and then we really kind of pulled away with a couple blocks at the end. So uh, really proud of all my teammates and obviously Michelle for being MVP, um, just overall great performance by her. And, um, but I thought Jordan did a good job of just dispersing the offense and, and running it quite well. So, yeah. Well, Justine ended up making that dream team too. And that was pretty amazing to see, you know, uh, the first video comes up, boom, there she is. <laughs> dream team <laughs> I, know, I know and she's just an I mean you know her she's just a great person all around and so to see her to su succeed and, and be at that level is, is awesome and so um yeah it's I'm really excited for her well you kind of answered it in the last question I'm going to ask it anyways just for our <laughs> listeners and viewers but what are team USA's takeaways after competing in this VNL and what mindset do you have uh, you and the team have as you head to the Olympics in about three-ish weeks time? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we can take away. I think we, uh, I think we're overall a pretty good serving team, but I think we can definitely up our serving pressure, um, our block and defense. And, but I think ultimately like as a unit, we're like pretty cohesive and we know that when we come back, we have to have this mentality of like, Hey, yeah, VNL was great. We won, but our ultimate goal is where we want to be here at the Olympics. And, and so I think everybody's coming in with the mindset of like, I'm, I like each person needs to get better, which I think if each person gets collectively one or 2% better, then mm -hmm. ultimately the whole is going to be that much better. So um, I think Karch is going to do a good job of kind of navigating what, you know, what we do need to get better at. Um, mm -hmm. I think we as a team has, have also set aside goals of things that we want to get better at as far as just interpersonally communicating block and defense wise, Hey, I'm taking this, we're defending this, you know, those conversations and how can we kind of sharpen that tool a little bit better. 
Yeah. Well, I, I'd be remiss not to ask about this, being that it was your only loss. But uh, but I, we know that the USA came out with a one of the most u- unique lineups. And I think as a fan and all other fans, like, what? <laughs> you know, China was a 3-0 loss. And it was the only, like, really real time that there was any vulnerability shown. But, you know, yeah. if you inspect the, uh, you know, data volley sheets and all that, it's like, whoa, this is like a totally different lineup. But, um what strengths well you know you say you only focus on the usa but there are definitely some things that they pointed out in what you guys need to work on but how do you match up against china do you feel for sure yeah i mean i think like you said it was kind of a, a unique lineup uh kim had to step in as a libero and uh but i thought you know she did a good job of playing in a position that she's never really played in besides one other game before that and so um i think we um obviously again, need to get better at some things. You know, I thought China, uh, China did a good job of the service pressure. They were, they had us off the net quite a bit. And so being able to hit high and hard at a system and, and learning that, and then obviously defending them um, a little bit better. Um, they have really great pin hitters and uh, their setter does a really good job of um, distributing the ball and, and doing those kind of things. So uh, again, I think we're taking that match and really diving in and saying, hey, what can we get better at? And, and what are those things that we learned in that match that we can take home and and uh, just really evaluate what we can do better? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, hearing what you're saying and also catching Michelle's quote at the end of the press conference or the presser after the final. But it's funny. She says, we're focused on ourselves, trying to clean up our game. I think we have been a little bit sloppy, but also we've been playing with different lineups. And I think today we just did a good job. I'm like, you won the whole thing. You lost one entire match. And basically one of the things I pulled out from the stats was there wasn't a USA athlete listed anywhere higher than eighth in any of the statistical categories. But the fact that you achieve those results tells me that you have a really deep team where you don't have to play or ride one prize pony the entire time. Is that pretty accurate assessment? For sure. For sure. And I think we, we've come to realize that we need you know, I mean, take Turkey, for example, right? Like the people that were on the court were just not getting it done and it just wasn't working. We were clearly, Turkey was taking advantage. And so Kelsey and Annie came in and did a really nice job for us. And so I think we need to be prepped for that and be able to use our depth to our advantage. And so I think we all know that we can, right? We're we're the number one team in the world, right? Suppose, you know, but ultimately our depth shows that anybody can play at this, you know, at this level. And so we have to use that to our advantage that if something's not going right in the match, we got to be able to be comfortable with changing and, and finding a new rhythm and, and figuring it out and finding a way to, to, to win, to win the match. Cause that's ultimately the goal, regardless of who's playing or, or what's happening. Yeah. Well, that is a uh, great stuff, Jordan. Uh, congratulations on the VNL gold and uh, for the third year in a row, which is an amazing feat in itself. Uh, but you're coming into the Olympics, wishing you the rest, relaxation, renewal, restoration up until that point when you uh, start training again. And I think you have to bubble. Is that right? Again, you're leaving pretty early to bubble. Yep. Yep. So that's probably in like two weeks or if not a week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. No, we, yeah, we're, we're trying to be as safe as we can here in California and then we'll leave here soon. So. Well, hopefully you get some good time here before you get to take off, but uh, you know, hopefully uh, we can touch base again after the Olympics. I know that everyone's going to be uber focused on that main goal, which is now in sight. 
So, uh, Jordan, I can't thank you enough for all the episodes you've recapped the women's journey um, here during VNL in 2021, especially off this unprecedented year. We've heard that word far too many times, but it's always great to talk to you. Always such a bright, bright ray of sunshine for USA. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. All right. Hey, people, uh, Jordan Larson, team captain, USA women's uh, volleyball team and the Olympic team. I, I'm so happy to say, but uh, looking forward to seeing them in their quest for gold here in the upcoming weeks and hopefully get a recap episode of the Olympics because I am going to leave them alone for sure until I see hardware. <laughs> uh -huh.